The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to another episode of the I3L podcast. The I3L podcast is your intervention in making your leadership journey beautiful and your experience wonderful. Every single week, we bring to you world-class content to reduce your learning curve and maximize effectiveness in leadership. Today, we are coming with a fresh new content, and it's about the future. It was Peter Drucker who said that the best way to create the future is, or to predict the future, is to create it. So how do we create a future in which you and the organization that you are leading is going to be a participant? Not just a participant, but a participant that is striving in it. Now we've heard about the vocal world. We've heard about how many things are taking place at the same time. But the world of today is called the post-pandemic world that we're preparing for. What's going to be the post-pandemic world? We've started thinking about the post-pandemic world even if we know that the pandemic will be with us. For a while, Southeast Asia recently had so many new infections. Last week, I think it was Brazil that had over 370,000 infections in one day last week. Or was India. Now Brazil is also having its own infection. So they're having different, different infection points around the entire universe. And the truth about it is that if one nation is still under this COVID scare, then the whole world is still potentially at risk. That's why every nation, every every nation of the world is making sure that even the poor nations actually have these vaccines. So the future has to have to be taken into consideration in the light of our reality. So what kind of future do you want to create? The future that has that ha- that leaders have to be a part in it. Now, as I was thinking about that, I saw this article that over 40% of Australians had never worked from home before. And after they started working from home, a lot of them actually feel like, you know what, we like this this extreme flexibility that it brings to us. We like this conversion of commute time to productive time in the office. We're able to do much more than we've ever done before. And for a lot of those kind of people, you want to tell them to go back to the office is going to become something difficult. So businesses are thinking, industries are thinking, what's going to be the future like? What's going to be, how is the future going to be like so that they can also drive in it? I had a, had a discussion with someone recently and he was telling me that, you know what, like everything that he needs to do, if he can do it from home, is excellently well with it. And that's a top manager in a modern national company. And I asked myself, I said, if the top manager is feeling like that, then how would employees actually feel? They feel, look, you know what? We all have got to do this thing from home. Now, how would companies or countries or organizations or non-profit think about that? They've got to think about the extreme flexibility that the COVID, um, that working from home brings, they're also going to be thinking about the leveraging of new technologies, how technology is exploding, and bringing new realities, the ability to do much more things than you've ever been able to do before. Those are the things that is taking place when you're thinking about the new future. So I think, in my opinion, and that's why I'm postulating this today, that the future has to be hybrid. The future has to be hybrid. The past is not going to be left alone 
but the future has to be a combination of maximizing both you know what the, the advantage of technology or technology advances and also human um, and human connectivity when the covid pandemic first started it was important that many people spoke about social distancing or social distancing or physical distancing, whatever you will call it. But the most important thing was that physical distancing was necessary so as to be able to break the transmission cycle of the disease or the virus in its path. So people stayed at home so that you know you're not touching to anybody. Everybody was a was a suspect. I mean, you you had to doubt any other person because you wanted to protect yourself and your family. So it was fine. But human beings were not created for such a thing like that. Human beings were created for relationship. Human beings are actually created to fellowship with one another. Human beings are actually created for community. Human beings thrive in places of community. They don't thrive as independent beings. They thrive in communities. It was in communities that we're able to create not just the uh, uh, different systems and structures that enabled civilization to actually evolve over time so human beings actually do well with communities so i probably know that it's important that social distancing will not be something that would that human beings would live with forever so even when people say things about oh we're going to live with social distance for a while i said no we're not going to live with social distance for a while because human beings were not actually created but human beings will resist it and that's the reason why when you saw how um, in any countries, any many countries of the world, whenever you see the uh, COVID lockdown relaxed, you will see human beings. They will troop to the beaches. They will troop to the pubs. They will troop everywhere because you know what? Human beings were not created to be kept in a place. They were not created to be imprisoned. You know, I mean, it was it's an anti-human nature device, as it were. That brings me to the most important thing here. So what what were human beings created for? Human beings were created for what community? And it's this this community that you can begin to think about innovation, think about culture, think about being able, think about how to beat the competition because it's going to be good, two good heads coming together and thinking how can we deliver the service better than we've been delivering before. Those are the kind of things that really takes place that would really take place especially with human beings. So human beings will need um, connectivity, will need to congregate together. And the second thing is also to understand that we're going to leverage on the technology on increasing technological advances on, on on 3G, on 4G, on 5G, on different things coming up, on the ability to do remote connectivity and in real time. Those are beautiful, beautiful tools, and human beings would apparently use them. So the future would be hybrid, and that cuts across different industries. Let me take education, for instance. No matter, look at all the top schools in the world. Yes, they will still think about come, bringing people to come have certain courses, you understand, your traditional courses, your MBA courses, but they will also have the online one. So it's going to be both the online and on-site. And even in any event, it's going to be online and on-site. Businesses must have the online site and the, on, the online market and the on-site market. Those two things is going to be a hybrid of the two of them and it's going to cut across different industries, technology, banking, online, and on-site, online and on-site. For instance, you don't expect someone who's going to make a financial decision that's going to maybe all the money he has in, in, in his life, going to make a financial decision about it. And he wants to do it, he's going to do it with the technology, with the machine. No, he wants to do it with a human being. He wants to be assured that the decision he's making is fine and it's okay. Understand? So he would have to be an online and an on-site thing. That's why real estate is not going off 
still going to be around for a while, you understand? And those are the things that will drive the investment or the portfolios of the post-COVID world. It will be online and outside. As I was coming to press, something came about, it was about the Super League in Europe. And um, I must talk about that too. You know, all the while, people have always been talking about football, being, being the owners of football, being very wealthy people. But, you know, hybrid is not just the owners being the directors of it, but also the fans also coming to it. So it's going to be a mission of both the, the owners and also the fans. It's going to be hybrid. It's not just one way. It's going to be hybrid. It's going to be hybrid. So like I said, hybrid is where the future is. And you could, you could deduce that from how Donald Trump rose to become the president of the United States, the 45th president, as it were. You know, he used Twitter online and, and technology, but he also maximized his ability to also use the traditional media. Why? When he says all those things that he was saying, you know, the media would just go on and on and on, mentioning how he had been saying it. And he was giving him media coverage, he was giving him... Um, recognition and face time in the media what happened he was able to drive his message across both in the real time and online so it's going to be the traditional media and also the new media so in all organizations it's going to be the traditional power and the new power whatever it is it's going to be what hybrid hybrid is the future and like i was telling uh, a company that i was i was um, i was consulting for last week i said if the future is striving then hybrid is the path. If the future is thriving, then hybrid is the path. So if you want to thrive in the future, if you want to drive changes and innovation, if you want to drive growth in the future, you're going to be thinking, how am I going to combine both the traditional ways of doing things and the new ways of doing things? It's not just going to be the new ways alone. It's going to be the traditional and the new ways of doing things. That's the way and that's the path of the future and that's the path available to any organization that will thrive in the post-COVID world. Wow, it's always a pleasure coming to you every single week with this um, IFL podcast. And we sure hope that you've been blessed. And if you are, please share widely in all the other places that you've been listening to. And um, as we continue, we'll give you one last content to make your leadership journey beautiful and experience wonderful. God bless you. See you sometime next week. 